Today's episode is for all my girls whose passion or major may not explicitly seem like something that will build the kingdom. Maybe you've questioned how you can live out your faith through a career in nursing, business, or even fashion. But let me promise you one thing. Jesus needs all of you with all of your unique passions and careers. But if you're struggling to believe that, you're in luck. Caroline Lunny from Resurrected Collective will be joining us today to speak from her experience studying marketing creativity and fashion and how she's striving to show the world that the love of Christ holds no stereotype. So please join me in welcoming Caroline to the podcast. Hi there, I'm Caroline, a recent college grad and your new personal cheerleader. The She Believe podcast is our time to chat as friends and dig deep into the real stuff. I'm here to let you know someone's in your corner and share truth that will help you become more fully who God has created you to be. Thanks for joining the conversation. You are always welcome. Hi, Caroline. It's so fun to have another Caroline on the show. Hopefully it's not too confusing for our listeners, but I think it'll be really fun. Hi. Yes, I'm Caroline number two. Um, It's so, so exciting to be on this new and amazing podcast with you and all your listeners today. I'm so excited to share more of my background and how the Lord has kind of shown me that we are collective beings with so many diverse passions and that he looks down on them all and smiles at them all and says, that they are his and that we can use them for resurrection and miracles. I love that. And Caroline, I'm really excited to dive into all of that because I think this is definitely something that I needed to hear when I was going through kind of the process of trying to decide a major, what did I want to do with my life? But also even recently as I explore, how do I use this degree in public relations that I graduated with? And yeah, I'm just really excited because I think you have so much wisdom to share and even getting to know you and more of your story. I believe that it speaks so true to so many of us. But before we dive in, so I know your story, but for those that aren't familiar with you and the work you do, could you please just give some background on who you are and what the Resurrected Collective is? For sure. Um, so I'm Caroline Lenny, like we said, and I'm a junior student at Miami University in Oxford, Ohio, and I study marketing, creativity, and fashion. I really went into college with a passion for fashion, as they say, and kind of <laughs> a determination <laughs> a determination to study fashion because I saw that it can really give confidence and equip women to be who they are called to be. So I really wanted to use it as a positive change agent than kind of the light that it's looked in sometimes, a negative light of stereotyping women and using women, etc. I really wanted to flip that on its head. Um, so I found my passion for empowering women in that industry, in that field of fashion. Um, and then life went on and I felt called to start this platform, which I started a year ago called Resurrected Collective. So on that platform, I aim to empower women to lead life fully alive, to really resurrect their entire beings, the whole collective of their life, um, embrace who they're made to be so that they can live a resurrected lifestyle. So I like to say that I equip women on the rise um, and that I like to cheer women on to do great things in whatever field they're in, um, whatever stage of life they're in. So that's kind of what I do. So on Resurrected Collective, and that's kind of my college background. So yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And I love that mission of like encouraging and equipping women to live fully alive. And especially bringing that into the fashion industry, something that can be yeah, not something very deep can kind of be kind of superficial. Um, Also, like kind of just topics we discussed earlier of just modesty and like how does that all come together to like glorify the human being 
um, and just like the woman's body. And so I love that you just like see this deeper meaning there. Um, but growing up, was your faith something that was important to you when you were kind of deciding what you wanted to pursue in your life? Like, did you ever feel like fashion and faith were going to be conflicting choices? Right. Yes. It's always been a struggle for me because I felt like I have a foot in two places. Mm. Um, and really, really over the past few years, I've kind of like come to terms with that and embraced my entire collective being, which we'll get into later. But as a kid, Jesus is always a thing. Um, but I think as I grew up in high school and early high school, late high school, college, I really like embraced my personal relationship with the Lord, um, really saw a lot of miracles happen through my relationship with the Lord and solidified that. And I remember one instance um, that's very clear to me. And I was in mass, like a normal Sunday mass in my home parish. And I felt the Lord say that I'm going to send you to places where my face is unseen and that is okay. And I remember feeling like lit on fire about that idea that I can be sent and I'm not the only one that can be sent. So many people can be sent to places where you do not expect Jesus to be. Um, So I've kind of like remembered that moment and that call. And that has kind of helped me through times where I'm like, what am I doing in this fashion class? What am I doing planning this fashion show? Um, There's so many different sides to me. How do I make peace with that? This is all of myself. Um, So that's kind of really helped me through my journey with the Lord and my journey and pursuing paths that aren't, your stereotypical um, path of being a young woman following the Lord. It can look different. I want to stick on what you said. Um, That's something that stuck out to me of having your foot in two places, because I think it's easy to feel like maybe you're living a double life. when You have passions that aren't necessarily like always leading Bible studies, or maybe if you don't want to become a youth Mm -hmm. minister or a missionary, like I think, We live in this culture, especially if your faith is something very important to you that you think like, I have to take a ministry route to make sure that like I'm doing what God's calling me to do. And if I have passions in fashion or maybe marketing and branding or even sometimes like teaching or nursing, like you may feel Mm -hmm. like, well, Jesus wasn't any of these things or like these things, I don't see a way that they're directly correlated to the church. So maybe this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. Like maybe, did you ever feel like a sense of guilt that maybe like, yeah, you weren't being authentic to yourself by holding on to like both of these things, both faith and fashion. Definitely. I think it's a struggle for so many women too that I talk to that. Um, and I just always am reminded that we are not of the world, but we are supposed to be in the world. Like I always think that the Lord made this entire world. So he's holding the entire thing. He's not just in your parish. He's not just in your Bible study. Of course, he is there with you at all times. But he's in this entire world, this your entire day, your entire life, every space he can inhabit. Um, and I always go back to at the end of Mass, we are called to go. The last call is for us to go. Um, so go! <laughs> like, go where you are called to go. Um, and that can look like being a missionary, like, or with your typical like focus missionary or life team missionary. I was life team missionary. It's such a great experience. Um, and if you're called there, go there. But if you feel called to become a nurse, to become, if you're a biology major, if you're studying fashion, if you're working retail jobs, if you're looking to go work at this aspirational company that doesn't have Jesus in its mission statement, Jesus can still inhabit that place. Um, And I think that when we stop putting up walls for the Lord and say that and welcome him into that place too, 
with the feet that you walk, then he will be there. Um, so it's just like deleting the lie that he cannot inhabit a place and that he inhabits every single place. And that the word missionary is a job title for everyone. Like, you're a missionary at school, you're a missionary at home, you're a missionary at your retail job, you're a missionary when you go shadow at a hospital, um, you can be a missionary everywhere you go. Um, so, yeah, I think that's how I handle my two feet in both places, because it can be really hard. Carolyn, I absolutely love that you touched on just like that great commission that we are given to, like, yeah, go there for and make disciples of all nations, what they say in Matthew, because... It kind of makes me laugh because I was praying with that today when I was preparing for this podcast. Of course. That was like, yeah, Holy Spirit moment. Um, like, I'm like, what does this mean? Like, what are you calling us to do? And like, is there one thing that you're calling each of us to do? And Jesus doesn't say go, therefore, and like make disciples of youth minister, youth ministers, like as uh-huh. he says of everyone. And I was like, okay, like. That means you want to reach everyone in every field. And that means that I can't stay in my little bubble and just think that like the whole world's going to be reached. Like if we want the whole world to be won over for Christ, which like I think you and I like that is what our mission is. And like that is our job as like Christians and Catholics is we've experienced this joy. We want that for other people. Like we have to not be afraid to step out and like encounter people in the places that like his face is not shown exactly what you said. Like what a beautiful story that was that like God revealed that to you because it's scary. Like, it's scary to think like, okay, well, this is not my normal place. Like, there are people here that maybe have different views, different values than I do. How am I welcome in? But it is like our presence is so necessary there. Like, each of your specifics, um, like goals and missions and your passions are like so important to who you are because that makes up who you are and the world needs specifically you. And I just, I love what you have to say about like, yeah, it's good for us to be in both of these places. And like, it may feel conflicting, but really like it is what's going to bring the greatest um, joy to us and to the people in our lives. Yeah. And I always think of like, the Lord did not live in safety. He felt tension. And if we feel tension and uncomfort, that means that we're causing growth for ourselves, for others. Um the best stuff happens when we're feeling uncomfortable and like, ah, <laughs> that, that is where you need to show up the most. Um, so as, even though it hurts to not completely fit, um, it is a good sign of growth and you should just continue pushing and showing up there. And that's why I try to do the best I can, even though it's really difficult. Like I shared on my Instagram one day, um, I lived this past semester in Milan, Italy, studying luxury fashion and I, on Tuesdays, I would go to my luxury fashion class and then I would rush like 20 minutes later, I'd go volunteer at a Franciscan run soup kitchen. So it was like culture shock. What, what am I doing here? So I'd go from talking about like multi-billion dollar companies or selling beautiful handbags to serving some of Milan's poorest people. And it was such a like, whoa, like, am I living a double life? And I really reflected on it and it was like, this is kind of the perfect um, situation for to exemplify my entire life because this is kind of how my life has been working, um, how my life is. And I just thought, was praying about it and praying about it and the Lord kind of said, okay, the joy that you feel from talking about fashion and the joy that you feel from serving the my people are the same joy. And I see both of them and I call it good. So it's just about time. You call both both of these joys good too because joy comes from me. 
them. And that was a super powerful moment and kind of gave me peace with like, okay, like we said in the beginning, the love of Christ knows no stereotype and the joy that I'm experiencing from these things. I cannot condemn one as bad and one as good because joy is from the Lord. So that was kind of a big pivotal moment for my two feet in two places life. (laughs) And I think that's such a good like marker for, are we doing what we're being called to do? Like, are Mm -hmm. like a good affirmation is like are we experiencing joy in what we're doing because we are called to like wait in joyful hope for like the coming of our king and so like while this is not our like our permanent home like god does want us to like wait in joyful hope and so when we're doing the work that he is asking us to do like he wants us to be joyful in that because also through that joy like other people are going to recognize something different just because like right. our world today is so numb and so just like unaware of what that like real true authentic joy is and so when people encounter that through us they just like are so jarred by it and they don't really know what it is and when they come closer like they're able to see that it is like this like something that can only come from the lord amen so Caroline, what about yeah, just like these conflicting views. Have you ever encountered maybe conflict in your classes or maybe um, different differences in values between your classmates? And did you ever have to deal with anything that was maybe challenging or hard conversations come up? I, of course, playing in these two different worlds that are not different because it's all my life and it's I'm it's all where I've been sent. Um, has been interesting because I've met so many different people. Um, it is very comfortable to be in my Catholic community, to be with my Catholic people who understand my values and my pursuit. And then you go, for an example, I plan fashion shows at my school. So we have this big board and we plan this huge fashion show and it's a big deal at the end of the year and it's so fun. Um, but it's interesting because I'll meet people there and they know me from my fashion world and my background there and my passion there. And they'll get to know eventually like that I run Resurrected Collective and that I just came from Mass or I just came from the Bible study I, I lead and I talk about Jesus sometimes. And it will be an interesting like confrontation of the two worlds in one person, which isn't as common as I want it to be. I want it to be more common, but it isn't that common for that to be approached and to be met. So there definitely are some questions and there are some I think less like conflict received from the other person and more inside conflict in me. Like, okay, I need to hold my ground and that this is really hard for me to show up with my values and with my beliefs in a space that is not as talkative about my values and beliefs that they have come from different backgrounds. And I think it's less of a conflict between like, if if that makes sense, between the other people that I'm around that Absolutely. they're approaching me. That's more of an internal conflict of like, okay, give me, Lord, give me the confidence to show up like you, like I know you like, like with proof of what you've done in my life, because I know that it is real. And I think that is just daily practice and it comes with time. And for those of you who are in these two different spaces, we always have to give ourselves grace. That is what I've learned. You have to give yourself Amen. grace and that you have to know that you are providing an example even when you don't think you are. That through your small actions that you might not even think about, you are still giving light. Um, 
and that if you just love the other person that is light and that is something different that they might have not encountered before um so just being learning to be confident showing up in these spaces like you know the lord is a constant learning experience for me um and i've learned a give yourself grace b just show up in love because that's what jesus did um no condemning no judgment just love and that can really open conversations eventually over time and change things Thank you for your honesty about just like having this internal conflict, because I think that is so real when you, for maybe those girls that are feeling like they have their foot in two different places, or maybe they just have very different friend groups. I know I've experienced in my life, I've always kind of felt like I've had like different clusters of friends. So I have my church friends, I have my school friends, I have Mm -hmm. my sports friends, I have my club friends. And I always like had this internal conflict of like, I, this is, seems so funny, but I think like, oh my gosh, if I brought all these people to my wedding, like it would be <laughs> such a weird mix of people and like they all wouldn't know each other. I relate. <laughs> and so honestly, like when I kind of had that realization, this was in high school, I was like, Jesus, I want you to bring me like good, well-rounded friends that I can have that fit into like every single one of my little pockets because it's so yes. exhausting to have to entertain people that you feel like, or in like so many different worlds. And then I think it made me self-conscious and going back to that like self-conflict, then it makes you think like, okay, I have to self-check. Like, am I being authentic to all of these people? Like I love all of these different things I'm a part of, but if they only know me from this and they don't know me from my church group or they only right. know me from school and they don't know me from my rowing team, like there's just so much that goes on internally that yeah, maybe you're doing a great job. But it's easy to think like, oh, I just want to give all of me. And so- I want to speak to those women that like maybe feel separated and like maybe feel like they are trying to distribute themselves too thin across a lot of different platforms. Like, yes, first and foremost, like give yourself grace. Um, And second, just like start small. Something that someone shared with me once was like, share your life with people. I mean, the Bible says this, like, because you were so affectionately desirous of me, like I wanted to share not only the gospel, like my very selves of like, all we have to do is like tell people what we're doing in our lives. And like, if yes. we're living a life after Christ, then like they should see that. And so um, something that stuck with me was someone saying like, if someone asked you what you did over the weekend, the first thing you should say would be like, oh yeah, Sunday I went to mass and did this and did this. And like, so often we leave that out of what we're telling people, out of people, sorry, what we're telling people because it's like, oh yeah, you know, I didn't do much. I kind of just laid around, watched the movies. But it's like, if that's the most important thing in our lives, then we should be telling people that first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And that gives witness to what we're doing without even having to do anything, without even beginning really that conversation, but just giving people that small little glimpse into like what our lives look like and how we're striving to pursue God every day. Amen. And if you start thinking about the story of your life, like, I think each one of us takes our personal stories for granted almost. And if you start sharing your life with others, it is lined with Christ. It is lined with miracles because you've been hanging out with Christ this whole time. um, And he's been doing things. And when you start sharing that and speaking of your own experiences, even like your own, how your life is working out for you, how you've experience grace somewhere or this is a miracle that's been happening to you you just start sharing those stories eventually like there's just no choice but to say like yeah this is because of where I'm getting filled up by Christ and where he's leading me Um, and I think it's just starting with your own life like you said is a perfect way to just begin being authentic and honest in all of your pockets 
Absolutely. So I want to kind of bring the conversation back to like, how do we glorify God in our major? How do we glorify him in our For work? sure. And I want to ask you like, what advice would you give to the girl that maybe fears that she isn't serving God through her line of work right now? Or maybe she's just a student and she's thinking like, okay, well, how do I make my time worth it? Like, how do I offer what I'm doing to God and like make purpose of it? So what advice would you give to her in order to like find purpose in whatever work she's doing or whatever her passion may be? Definitely. I think, first of all, it is a lie that your time has not been offered up to heaven because our time is sent by heaven. So you don't even have to do anything and it is heaven sent, blessed, etc. Um, and I totally understand because it is hard to be somewhere and think, what is the point? Where is my passion in this? Where is my purpose in this? Um, and I think, first of all, calling on the Lord with for strength during those seasons of like, I don't like this. If that's where you are and I don't feel filled up by this, if that is where you are, the Lord can take everything that you offer up to him for good. Um, and if you're like exploring majors, if you're wondering if this is going to glorify God, if this is your call, um, what I have started to do because school can get stressful and stuff can get stressful, etc., with my work to really like offer it up to the Lord is that, for example, if I'm writing a paper and I don't like writing papers, put that out there first. <laughs> I'm writing a <laughs> Says paper. the blogger. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. If I'm writing a paper uh, and I'll say like, okay, Lord, I offer this up to you as a prayer for my family. Mm. And then I'll write it and it will be like a prayer. My work will become a prayer. Or if I am going to a meeting that I know might exhaust me, I'll say, Lord, I'm making this a prayer for my friends at home and it will become a prayer or I am going to go into this class that's awful <laughs> like it <laughs> I'll say Lord there. I'm making this a prayer for you for our relationship my relationship with you bring make this bring you closer to you or if I'm doing some homework that I don't want to do or even I want to do that is joyous for me I'll say Lord make this a prayer for my week next week, etc. And it just, your life that way can become a prayer and there's automatic purpose put to the stuff that you feel is purposeless because it is in prayer for something. So I've learned that that is kind of a trick with the little things in life um, to make them purposeful. But I would say for the big things, for the big picture, trust and show up. Those are my two keys and they are very vague. But when you just get quiet and say, where do you really want me to go? Get really quiet and then trust yourself when you think of something. Trust yourself that the Lord is speaking to you and then show up there. Even in your fear, even in your uncertainty, show up there. And I believe that there he will be. It has worked countless times for me, even though it's scary. Um, but getting quiet, trusting in the Lord and his voice, even if it sounds like your own, and then showing up where he calls you is really how to get momentum in this purpose and in this clearly glorifying God thing. So how has that looked in your life? Like, could you recall an example where you kind of had to like trust and be patient um, Definitely. and have seen God be faithful through that? Yeah, well, an example would be my tr last semester I went to Milan. Like I said, I didn't know any people. I didn't know if my classes were really going to count. I didn't know where I was going to live. <laughs> no one from my school was going. 
Um, I did not find somebody to live in my house until the last minute when somebody miraculously emailed me. Um, and I said, Lord, if, if you want me to go, then you have to pave this way and I will follow and I will trust you. And then I will show up. And when I showed up in Milan, there were lifelong friends waiting for there for me. There was the Franciscan friars that I volunteered with that I had no expectation of knowing that was truly a calling I felt in my heart to sign up for a certain class and then it worked out that way and I showed up they speak no English but I showed up and (laughs) the Holy Spirit was so there um and I was safe and it was just the most amazing fruitful experience of my life and that is a big thing um but I had to wait all semester to see if it was going to work out I had to like the plane over there I was like if I land and I have no friends and no one wants to hang out with me and I live in a terrible place what am I gonna do and the Lord showed up so I think that was the most recent and biggest example yeah wow that is awesome that is such a good example and to see too like now that you've come through the end of seeing like God has been faithful in all those ways Um, Mm -hmm. But I think it's so important, just like the show up aspect of what you're saying of trust and then show up because it's easy to kind of like ask these things of God and be bold in prayer, which is so good and is that first step. But then it's easy to kind of take a backseat and say, okay, Jesus, you do this now. Like my part is done. I'll wait for you to work your magic when it's like, that's not how these things work. Like God is not some genie that we can ask something of and then like, poof, it happens. <laughs> yes. um, like, yeah. We have to participate fully in what we're asking of him. And like, we have to take the steps forward. And I feel like this has just been the theme that like comes up and up and up and again in my life. And I'm like, okay, I get it. When is it gonna like stop? But I think it's because it's so important. And I think so many people need to be reminded of it daily that sometimes it just takes the courage of trusting like God, like this is what I desire. I don't necessarily know if this is what you're asking of me. I don't know if this exact is like exactly where you're leading me or how it's going to end up. Just like you said, going to Milan, you didn't know if you were going to make friends or know anyone, but like you asked him to provide, he provided and you took that step. And even though it was scary, even though there was still fear there, like because you did that, then he was able to work and provide great woman in your life introduce you to the Franciscan fires and give you an experience of like fully ignited by him. And then you have the full trust and realization that like he did this. And I think that's a good third part Mm -hmm. to like add to your two steps of like, we need to go back and be grateful for the ways that he has been faithful because it's through recognizing that through gratitude that we become more aware of how he's working in the small ways and the big ways in our lives. Amen. I totally agree. It's that, it's that giving. I always say like, be so bold that you show up and you trust in the Lord so much that you, you would fall on your face if Mm. he wasn't, if he wasn't real. And those are the most fruitful and intense, amazing experiences I've had. So be so bold that unless he shows up, you will fall on your face. I love that. (laughs) Because none of us want to fall on our face. None of us want to, and he doesn't want you to either. So he'll never never let us down yes exactly no I love that Kellen I also want to kind of dive into kind of something a little different but these women that maybe think like okay I have this big dream I have these goals especially you I want to get your perspective since you started resurrected collective um yeah what about these women that maybe feel like there's not a space for them or they have these dreams and passions but they're like someone else is doing it better or yeah, maybe mm-hmm. I'm just like not worthy or don't have the gifts. 
what would be kind of your advice to them? Maybe like as an older sister, what would you say from your own experience? um, Maybe what are some of those big lessons that you've learned that you would want to share with the girl that maybe isn't super confident in the gifts that God has given her? Definitely. I say first, my always my approach is to get quiet and be by yourself with the Lord and pull out a journal or your notes app or your just talk out loud and let it all out and pray about it and get quiet and really figure out, okay, what am I after? What do I desire? What does the Lord desire for me? And what are my gifts? Because the Lord will tell you your gifts. Um, And then start asking people, if you really don't know what your gifts are, what are my gifts? Like, tell me what I'm good at. It's okay. It's not selfish. You, we need to know. That's so we need good. to know so that we can use them well. Absolutely. Like, you're doing a disservice to yourself and to the Lord and to the world if you don't ask people, what are my gifts so that I can use them better? Like that is truly, I start asking people, make it okay. Start asking people. And that is really powerful in your direction and giving you direction. So I'd start there. Those two things would be my first step. Third, if you know your gifts or even if you have an inkling about your gifts, or you're afraid to say that these are my gifts, but you know they're your gifts, you know, in that stage. <laughs> so first of all, say they're your gifts and then start slowly like putting it down on paper. Like make many goals for yourself. If you want to launch a blog, if you want to start a Bible study, if you want to start um, a fashion organization on your campus, if you want to start a sports team on your campus, if you want to create a girls club um, with your friends from home, anything, just start putting it down on paper and then putting it away and then revisiting it and then putting it away and then revisiting it and make iterations of your idea and pray through it, get feedback on it because that is really how we become our best is with the Lord and with others. Um, and then, and then don't be afraid to put yourself out there because you cannot stay in the iteration phase for too long or else you will get stuck. And eventually you'll say, this is a bad idea. And then you'll throw it out. And that is what we're trying to avoid. So put yourself out there, even if it isn't perfect, because we aren't perfect. No one is perfect. And chances are you're being maybe too hard on yourself. So I say, put yourself out there ask for the courage and just put yourself out there. If it's on the internet, if it's just sending an email, sending a text, making a phone call, just put yourself out there and then start walking that path and just start slowly taking more and more steps forward. And then you'll, you don't have to see the whole path. You just have to take the next step. Um, And through those little steps, I think you can build something pretty big. Yeah. I think that's great advice. And I, want to add to that of allowing people to speak into your life. And when you do take those steps of, I love that you mentioned this briefly, but of just, yeah, acknowledging that like you have been given gifts. And when people Mm -hmm. say those things to you, I think like it's been so easy in our culture to kind of just like brush off compliments or you don't want to seem braggy or you don't want to seem prideful. And so we just have like lost the art of accepting a compliment. And that's so important because yeah, the people around us are able to affirm us in our gifts and to be like that voice of God and saying like, good, good job, my like good and faithful servant, because yeah, they can be that voice that sometimes we need that affirmation of like, keep going, you're on the right track. And if we continually ignore that or push that away or don't allow space for that, then it's easy to like, once again, get into our heads, deal with that internal conflict of like, 
oh, I'm not good at this. Oh, there's better people. When really like we need to be listening to the people in our lives that like know us and love us and want to support us. Yes. Amen. I totally agree. And when you're listening to those people, another thing, if we're talking like online blog, business, Instagram world, um, stay in your own lane. And that is some of the best advice. And people tell me when I get off track, stop looking around at the cars because you're going to crash your own. Mm. You got to drive your own car. Um, And another big thing that somebody told me is that chances are when you have a blogger Instagram, you're going to be following all the people who are in your realm, like who are in your genre of sorts, who are very much like you. And your followers are not more than likely not following all of those people Um, so that you can have a different reach. You are reaching different people. When you take that confidence and you just are driving your own in your own lane and you remember that the people that are following you are not seeing all the other people and they might only be following you um, and that you need to use your voice. It just really always encourages me to use my voice and to not fall into the lie that everyone is doing it better than me because, or you, like it needs, it's not a lie. We need to use our voice and our gifts. Mm, that is so good. And it just makes me think of like, each of us have such a unique, like grouping, a collective of gifts. Oh, this is so good. Cause I would love to hear yeah, your vision for this too. But like, we each have such a unique, different mix. So yeah, we may be in the same like realm or genre, kind of have the same goal and mission as other people, but maybe they don't have a certain aspect to it like we do. Or maybe they, they're passionate about fashion, but they don't have the faith side. Or maybe they're into faith, but like they're not really interested in fashion. Maybe more like their thing is the pro-life movement or whatever it may be where it's like our unique collective of gifts allows us to have a unique perspective and vision where like we can only give that to people. And if we're doing them such a disservice when we're saying, nah, someone else can do it. Nah, someone else can do it. Exactly. We each have such a unique collective and it is just vital that we employ all of it for the service of the kingdom and the service of others and the service of love and goodness in our own lane. Mm -hmm. So will you speak a little more on the Resurrected Collective's mission and kind of even why you picked that name a little bit more? Definitely. So my whole faith journey, miracle journey, following the Lord journey has been lined with butterflies it has been such a sign the Lord has so obviously used. Um, and it was a few years ago that I finally figured out what it, a year ago that I figured out what it meant in a really deep prayer experience about the resurrection. Um, and the Lord just said like the butterflies are because I want to give you wings. I want to give other people wings. It is time that you take off this stuff that's holding you back and you join me in a resurrection. Like it's time that you stop making excuses and that you join me in the fullest and fullest of life. Um, And that just really inspired me. And I had been looking to make a blog. I mean, I tried a few, like did the whole thing for years. And the Lord kind of whispered in my heart, this resurrected concept um, in this name of this blog. So I went home and that I needed to go find medals and resurrect them. So I went home and I started doing it. And the Lord kind of lined the way and I just felt called to empower people to live fully alive because that is our calling. Like we don't need to hold ourselves back. We don't need to be buried by shame or any fear, any of it. It's time that we live fully alive because that is when 
the world will become fully alive and most like heaven. So that's kind of my goal and my mission to share my life, my collective in my life, um, to empower people to live risen and fully alive. Yeah. Caroline, that is such a beautiful mission. Thank you so much for answering that call and for just giving us the opportunity to be reminded of that constantly because I think that's a message that all of us need to hear, that Jesus wants all of us to live fully alive through his life. And to just I love that image of giving us wings. Like we can go out and like go to new places and go to the places where he was unseen and be like, yeah, that beautiful vision of just like a butterfly, how beautiful and innocent that is. That like that's who we're called to be to these people. Amen. And I think more on the butterfly, it's like the butterfly becomes a caterpillar, goes into darkness, and then all of a sudden can fly. Like mm. that to me, like that resurrection cycle is real and it's daily and it's habitual. Um, and it's a choice that dying in that darkness, but that new life is always promised. Um, it's just such a big theme in my life and I think so many others. So I love to speak on that. Yeah. Absolutely. Kaylin, thank you so much. So as our time together kind of comes to an end, um, I think this fits perfectly, but I want to know, like, what is one promise that you believe the Lord has fulfilled in your life? Maybe where have you seen him work in a profound way? Where has he resurrected your life to say? Definitely. I think he is always alongside me in my daily resurrection story because it is daily, nearly hourly, that I need <laughs> more grace Amen. and more resurrection. And I think he always shows his promises on my path. Um, if I look back, it is obvious that he has made every single step his own and that through prayer, I never know what's next. I think that's important because we're told a lot. We need a five-year plan. We need a life plan. What's your plan? And I honestly, most certainly never know what is next in my life. And I always ask the Lord, what's next? Where are you going to send me now? (laughs) And he always comes up with something like Milan or Life Teen or Resurrected or I didn't think I was going to go to Miami. He always comes up with something at the last minute. And then when I show up, he's always there. So Mm. I think he's just really, really fulfilled. That's a vague answer, but really fulfilled his promises through my path. And that in these limbo periods that are so uncomfortable of like, I don't know what's next. When I rest in him, he really... He really carries me along. No, I think I don't think that's basic at all. I think that is just so evident that that promise is that he's faithful. And I think how perfectly is that like he's faithful in the big things like going to lawn, but he's also faithful in the small things of everyday life that like he's never going to abandon us, that he's a good father and always just wants to be there for us and provide for us. Amen. Yes. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. Of course, this has been so fun, and I hope it's been helpful. No, it has been so wonderful. But Caroline, if girls are not ready to be done with you yet, where can they find more of you? Where can they learn more about Resurrected Collective? Totally. So you can follow me on Instagram, at Resurrected Collective, or you can visit our online platform, www.resurrectedcollective.com. Our shop is closed down right now because I was overseas, but I'm hoping to kick it into gear soon with some new merch and resources. So definitely stay tuned on our Instagram for more about that. And I can't wait to welcome everyone over there. Oh, Caroline, thank you again, uh, just for just sharing your heart, giving such good practical tips about how we glorify God in all that we do. Um, but before we go, I just wanted to encourage everyone listening to share this episode with someone that maybe came to mind while you were listening, or maybe even a friend that could benefit from the reminder that their dreams and passions have a purpose. 
So I'd also love to see you share your favorite part of today's episode, maybe something that Caroline said really touched you, and share that on social media, but make sure that you tag at Caroline Rose Owens so I can see it and I can share it too. And lastly, if you aren't already subscribed, please hit that subscribe button so you're always up to date on the latest episodes. And if you'd be ever so kind, please leave a review and let me know what you're thinking of the podcast so far. So thank you always for all of your support and until next time, bye. Thank you.